0: our choir today and our guest musician who's here. Thank you, son. Our minister of worship and music and her husband are on vacation today, but they will be back for the next three Sundays and on. where we are and where we're going. Getting better and better. All the time. Come with us now, this first Sunday morning. Let's go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12. Luke 12, verses 13 through 21. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 13 through 21. And as you have the word or prepare to listen to it, won't you stand out of reverence for God's holy word? And listen now for the word... Of the Lord. Someone in the crowd <clears throat> disturbed him and said to him, On this occasion, Jesus was teaching. Someone blurted out, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me, which of course was a distraction. But he said to him, <clears throat> Friend, who sent me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Went back to his subject of talking. And be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. And then he told them a Parable. Say, if you're going to be talking, I'm going to do a lesson on you. Thank you. That's what Jesus said. Then he told them a parable the land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, I will do this I will pull down the barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grains and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Just relax, eat, drink, and be merry. Oh, but God said to him, You fool. This very night, your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Won't you pray with me now? O oh Lord, as I stand before your people, I ask that you would fill me afresh with the power of your Holy Spirit. So that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for you are my strength, and you are. My Redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray it. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Now, smile at somebody and say, Christian, keep it real. Keep it real. As we look at our world today, and pray for all of those who have been affected in it, this year alone in our country, we've had over 250 gun attacks on humanity and people. They say no other country has the crime rate that we have in America. And so I believe that one of the reasons all of this is happening is because the church has just been quiet and we have not kept it real. Somebody say, keep it real. Keep Keep it real, real, keep it real. When someone does not change who they are, what they believe due to special pressures When they stay in the spiritual and not in the natural, they're keeping it real. You know, young people today have, I had a way of saying, keep it real, keep it real. And I want to borrow that saying this morning because I believe that people are onto something when they say that. Because they grew up with people who encouraged them to be rich, and things, but rich is not always real. Somebody say that. They were taught be educated, but they want to be educated and be real too. They were taught be successful, but what is success <laughs> if you're not real? I sense that they know that being real is deeper than what you have materially or have accomplished vocationally. Being real is being rich in the things of God. In fact, the Bible says what you see is not real. What you cannot see is real. Being real is being more like Jesus. Being real is being in touch with the spiritual world, which is where God is today. We are in a spiritual time. I say again and again, this is the time of the Holy Spirit. And so if we are not connected to the Holy Spirit, we will not grow. Being real is being balanced. You can't live in the material and ignore the spiritual and be real. If you're going to be out of balance, you ought to be out of balance on the spiritual things. But, but real is being rich in the things that money cannot buy. Somebody say amen, amen. Jesus, through his words and his actions, taught his disciples to be rich in the things of God. He taught them to be rich in love. He taught them to be rich in mercy. He taught them to be rich in humility and gentleness. These are the things of God. These are the really real things. So just keep it real, because Jesus always kept it real. Therefore, it's a part of teaching and a part of his instructions, Jesus took the opportunity to teach his hearers the parable called the parable of the rich fool. Jesus told his parable, the story, first of all, in response to the dispute that occurred between two brothers over the decision of property that they had inherited. You ain't seen nothing until somebody died. (laughs) Jesus And you know, many times we be fussing and fighting over stuff that don't even matter. Somebody help me up in here. People be fussing over a car that don't run, sitting up in somebody's front yard, fussing over a lamp that's broke. What's the matter with us? Fussing over some jewelry that's tarnished. Fussing over clothes that's ragged. Jesus told his disciples this parable. Evidently, their father of the two men had neglected to include in his will who would get what after his death. I got to do that. My daughter told me the other day, please do that, mama, please. And how much of it that they would get. So they, they then brought the matter to Jesus, who was teaching. And Jesus, in response told them this parable, warning them that that there is more to life than material possessions. And beloved, listen and hear me good. In this lesson now, hear me good, it's not that Jesus had anything against material possessions. It's not. He said, I came that you might have life and and have it more abundant. He, He just didn't want his followers to equate material possessions with life itself. And it's still true that the Lord has nothing against us owning houses and land and cars and and other things. He only gets upset when we begin to equate these things we have with life itself. People now buy stuff so that we can understand who they are. They want us to think they somebody by what they drive and somebody by their house and somebody by the clothes they wear. God is not impressed with any of that. You can go straight to hell and have all of that on earth. Somebody say amen. You're gonna leave it anyhow, I say anyhow. Balance. We're talking about balance. Somebody say balance. Uh, because there are people today who, if they don't say it with their words, they say it with their attitudes and their actions. Oh, if I lose my house, I've lost everything. If I lose my car, my land, my jewelry, or whatever I have, I've just lost everything. <laughs> and to say a feel this way is to give a grave mistake because there is more to life. Beloved, there is just more to life than the things we possess, and we do not see this in this present time, that God is testing what we love, and God is testing our greed. He's testing our greed. He's testing our relationship with material things. Things are not bad. but they are here today and gone tomorrow. With all the fires and the floods and the earthquakes and all the natural and unnatural disasters, the crime, the shootings, all the things that are going on in the world today, it's testing our relationship to our things. And what God is saying loud and clear is, whatever you build, I can tear down. Whatever you worship, I can destroy. And people are learning. You hear people say that they're not even Christian after they lose everything. Well, at least we got our life. Say, what did you have to go through to learn that lesson? Not many people are dying in these disasters, but our things are being destroyed. And to drive this point of, of what really matters, Jesus tells a story of a rich man whose land brought forth a large harvest. And listen to this. He did not become rich because the land brought forth plenty at that time because he was already rich. Somebody read the Bible. He was already rich. And he had at least enough to be called rich. He was a hard worker because Palestine was not the best agricultural really in the world. He had to work the land if you were going to produce anything. So he was working, working hard. He deserved the reward of his work. Secondly, in this, there was nothing wrong with that because God does not mind blessing us with more. He doesn't mind giving you more if we already have a lot. God is the kind of God who does not mind opening up the windows of heaven and pouring you out material blessings until you don't have room to receive. That's what God did for the rich man. although he already had a lot, God gave him more. And this is why the rich man just had to sit back and say, what am I going to do? Because I run out of room for my crops. (laughs) Oh, I know what I'll do, he says. I'm going to put my barns, and I'm going to put them in my barns, and and, and because my barns that I have won't keep all my stuff, I'm just going to build some bigger barns. And you know, we do that all the time. We're so caught up with material things. We have to confess that we don't even clean out our closets today. We don't clean them out. We look at that and say, oh, he said, want to do it all this stuff? Well, there were a lot of options. You know, he could have given the stuff away (laughs) to make room for the new stuff. We can't talk about him, though. That's how we do. We don't give the stuff away. What do we do? Oh, Lord. We going go to the store. Tell the truth. Am I telling the truth up in here this morning? And we get the big size. And we put our stuff. new. He said, and then I said to his son, so you have enough to last for many years. So when we look at our clothes, we talk about I, I can't get in it now but one day. <laughs> I need them clothes when I retire and ain't got no money. Hmm. He said, so Love it. there are three basic mistakes we make when the Lord blesses us, and the rich man made all three of them. That's the lesson for today. He's telling us what not to do. Some people live life not for you to model what they should do. Some people live life for you to model what you should not do. Hallelujah. The first mistake is that he was selfish. Say selfish. Selfish. When the Lord blesses us with an abundance and we keep it all to ourselves, that's what the rich man did. And for the perfect solution to his storage problem would have been to give everything that he could, not in his bonds to the poor and the hungry, but not He chose to keep it all for himself. And beloved, if the truth be told, too many of us are doing the same thing as we speak. Overflowing closets, the rich person, In our lesson, rather than give away, didn't understand that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Listen, beloved, as if that was not bad enough, the second mistake he made was to lose sight of God. You know, we went to church more when we didn't have his much materially. Somebody needs to say, man, we went to church more when we didn't have all these degrees behind our name. We went to church more when we didn't have enough, when we didn't have a lot of money in the bank like we do today. Somebody say, amen. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I've told you this story before. They say that this guy was getting in his car and he'd get in the car and he said, oh, Lord, bless your name, Jesus. Please help this car. Run till I get to work It's an old car And I'm praying Lord That you'll give me favor And let this car run Until I get to work And come back home Well he prayed that every day And then one day he went And talked to his pastor He said pastor You know I need a new car Can you pray for me I need a new, new car Let's pray over that he said, every morning, I get in my car to go to work, and I say a prayer, and I give glory to God. The pastor said, well, maybe God's not getting you a new car because he knows if he gets you a new car, you won't pray. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I will put down my barns, he said. I will store my crop, and then I'm going to say to my soul, Not once did this man mention God. How many times today we act like we ashamed to mention God and we the church of Jesus Christ. We don't even talk about Jesus. We don't even bring up his name anymore. We don't even give God glory for all the things that we have because we think we did it ourselves. But here he goes. Suddenly, his universe becomes egocentric instead of theocentric. In other words, self-centered instead of God-centered. Well, there are people who really think that they are where they are and have what they have because of what they did all by themselves. But the real truth is, if it had not been for the Lord who's on my side, <laughs> hallelujah, Jesus warned his disciples now against forgetting God. Look at your name and say, don't forget God. Because they would not be able to make it through life without God. Me, my, myself, mine, and I, just not enough to stand against the assault of life's troubles in the world today. That's why we have to say, Not by my strength, but by God's strength. Oh, I made it over. Not by my power, but by God's power. My soul looked back and wondered. Oh, how I got over. And then if I keep it real, I have to say, it was Jesus. It was Jesus. It was Jesus in my soul. So the rich man, however, in our lesson lost his perception of God and that was his second mistake. First he kept his stuff all to himself, he was selfish and then he forgot to go to church and worship God and be a Christian and talk about how God had blessed him and give God glory for his blessings. And so no no wonder he fell immediately, beloved, into the third mistake that we sometimes make when God blesses us abundantly. The third mistake he made was to depend upon his blessings more than he depended upon the bless all. That's why he said to himself, He said to himself, you have goods later for many years. Just take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. In other words, I don't need anyone or anybody else. I have all I need for my life. Don't you know, child of God, how many movie stars do you hear about who have more material things than any of us in this room will ever acquire, and yet they empty? They have to take drugs just to get by. They have to call a psychic to get by. 1-800 1-800 number, they have breakdowns in the midst of having hundreds of people at their every beck and call, they have all kinds of hang-ups and yet they have all kinds of material things, it's sad to see, look at your neighbor say don't let it happen, let's keep it real, Things come and things go, but God is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Oh, it's only natural when you lose sight of God that you begin to lose sight of the fact that you need God. A mistake that Jesus does not want us to ever make. Sometimes we wonder why things can be going so well and all of a sudden things start going so wrong there may be more than one answer to that question but one reason is because when things are going well for us we make the mistake of losing sight of God so Jesus warned that there is a great danger in being selfish and self-centered and dependent upon material things instead of God to the point that you lose sight of God and that danger is that in the end you lose You lose. Not only do you lose everything you have accumulated, but you also lose your soul. What does it profit a person to gain the whole world and then lose their soul? When I get back, we're gonna do a lesson on body. Soul and spirit, how they each work and how they work independently because I don't even know if we know what a spirit in the body in us is anymore. Uh, because losing yourself, your soul, is the worst loss of all. That's what happened to the rich man. He said, he spoke, he put it into the atmosphere. He said, eat, drink, be merry, take it easy. But that, he didn't know that that very night. See, you never know. See, he had no idea. You should have let Jesus alone. You can't be messing with Jesus like that. That very night, he was going to lose his life. You know, we we live as if we're going to live forever. And, you you know, I don't know why a child of God would live like that. Because what we live for is to transition into heaven. Am I right about it? That's that's what we live for. But we don't believe that. So we don't do things that will get us there. Somebody say amen. The point Jesus was making is that unless you have laid up for yourselves some spiritual treasures, you do not really have anything. That's why we talked about speaking. You got to act like a Christian. Speaking words. Open your mouth for this the words, don't leave silence just to play around speak God's word do being a Christian when we die we can't take the material things with us why why are you going to spend all your time and energy accumulating things that you will have to leave behind for folks who didn't even like you when you were (laughs) living uh oh I'm okay okay, okay. (laughs) oh Lord have mercy you have to have deposited something in the back of God. The Bible says that God keeps a book with your name on it, and he writes and keeps a record of the good things that you do. Not for yourself only, but for others, and mostly for him. I ain't talking about working in the church that's so important to work in the church. But God wants to know most of all, why are you working in the church? Oh, Jesus. Because you love God. Oh, Lord. Understand this. God has his own bank. And God's bank accepts only a certain kind of currency. God's bank is just like that. God's Accept the currency of selfishness and hatred and anger and unforgiveness and malice and jealousy and dissension, disobedience, and play of (laughs) hating. That's foreign currency to God. And we are the depositors. Where's your heart? We are the deposit. Everything we do should be a deposit in the bank of God. God's bank only accepts the currency of love. God's bank. And so only by depositing spiritual things can we set up spiritual treasures. So, beloved, strive to be rich in the things of God. That's keeping it real. Let me just leave you with some food for thought. As I encourage you to come to church, this is the att- attendance month for the church everywhere. But I do want you to come because I don't want the guest preacher to think that we don't have no people. Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) One, food for thought, food for thought. No one is gonna stand up at your funeral and say, she really had an expensive couch and some great shoes. Don't make life about stuff. Two, if material things are what you're talking about when you say I'm blessed, you have no idea about what a real blessing is. Three, never let the brand name on your shoes or your children's shoes be more important than the one who's guiding your footsteps. the root of all evil. I wish I had money so I could give it away. It's not the root of all evil. Greed is. If you want to know how rich you really are, think of how many things you have that money cannot buy. Let me say that again. If you want to know how rich you really are, Think about how many things you have that money came by. Joy, peace, health. Oh my God, I say, God, I thank you that you know me. In the pardoning of my sins, money came by that. I used to love that old song, I don't possess houses or land fine clothes jewelry. Not that that's bad, because I like all the sorrow and strife in this old world. My life seems to be. But I have Christ who paid the price way back on Calvary. And Christ is all, all in all, this world to me. Yeah. Today I love the new song, Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. My provider. Yes. You are more than enough for me. Jehovah Rafa. you're my healer. And as by your stripes I've been set free. Jehovah Shalom, you are with me to supply all of my needs. Oh God, you are mine more. So, as you remember today, that God will bless you with material things. He doesn't have a problem with that. Once was young, now I'm old, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. But God does not want you to get confused because the Lord, no matter what you live in, No matter if you're on the street, on the bus stop, no matter where you are, if you love God, the Lord is blessing you right now. He's blessing you right now. He woke you up. This morning, keep it real now, know what a blessing it really is. And he started you on your way. That's a blessing. The Lord is blessing me right now. Right now. Right now. Give the Lord a hand, in praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. The Lord bless me. Yeah. yeah, what's he doing? Right. Now? forget every time you wake up to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you've given me. I know it was you and not me, because you're blessing me right now. Just keep it real. The Lord is blessing me.